It's a beautiful day and it's the first day of September 2009. I'm in San Francisco in a lovely part of town with Don Surratt and Vinnie Bansali. Bansali, thank you. Dawn, you live in San Francisco mm -hmm. and you went to serve with VSO when? Uh, we, I was in Kenya with Vinny from October 2004 through August 2006. Two years, just shy of two years. Shy, shy. By the way, we're in the kitchen and Dawn is cooking. She's <laughs> cooking some lovely asparagus and all this fresh vegetable chard and and uh, got help. some butternut squash cooking. Yum. <laughs> what did you what did you um what was the partner in the field? What, were what they? was the partner who did I work with? When yes. I was there? Yes. Well, I started out working with the Catholic Diocese of Kitui district in southeastern Kenya. Mm -hmm. And uh, my that was my my original placement was as a health program coordinator with the diocese, and the idea was that I would have a a base clinic, which was located in the village of Kabisuni. Kabisuni was maybe an hour outside of the town of Kitui, mm -hmm. and um, from there I would uh, kind of start there working with the charge nurse of the primary care clinic there, improving um, clinic management. Basic, it was basic clinic management, sorts of uh, improving systems and, and skills. And then from there, to kind of then branch out to some of the other, because the, the Catholic diocese there had about 11, 11 or so um, primary care clinics throughout Kitui District. Wow. And they varied in terms of the um, they varied in terms of the quality of services, the quantity of services, the scope of services that they offered. Some of them were really just more than little dispensaries that may have had a nurse and I use that term, I mean that someone that may have had two years of training, someone that may have been a community health worker that had a little bit more experience. Yes. Um, all the way up to facilities that actually had uh, midwives, community health nurses that were actually midwives. And so they did some very uh, scaled down maternity services and a little bit a little bit more um, involved medical interventions that they, that they offered. What's so, your background in healthcare? I'm a community health nurse. Community health mm -hmm. nurse. But so, here, in the, here in the States, and I don't know if it's this way in Canada, but here uh, different, as I learned from in Africa, if you say that you're a community health nurse in Africa, yes. usually that's synonymous with being a midwife as well. Right. But here it's not. So it's an oh. addi it's additional training. Um, community health nurses here generally have a more programmatic focus. Okay. Uh, there's a lot in common. There's a, there's a basic grounding in public health. Right. Um, where your focus is not so much the individual, but community level interventions. All right. So, yeah, that's, that's my training. So you're living in San Francisco. What made you volunteer with, at the time it was VSO. Mm -hmm. How did you find VSO? 
Because well, Americans often go with peace corps and right, things like that. Right, right, right. Um, well, I didn't want to go with the peace corps for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. And I can, I think I can narrow them down to three big reasons. All right. Um, one, I am not particularly fond of a lot of U.S. foreign policy. Okay. And in a lot of cases, the Peace Corps inadvertently ends up being a PR machine for U.S. foreign policy. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to be a part of that. And I especially didn't want to be a part of that given the outgoing administration. Yes, all right. <laughs> so that's the first thing. The second thing is, generally, not, not always, but generally Peace Corps volunteers tend to be younger and tend to be right at the inception of their careers, just out of, you know, just out of undergraduate school. Yes. There are some that have, there are some Peace Corps volunteers that have extensive experience, have a career, but by and large, you're talking about people in their early 20s who are just kind of getting started. Yes. And that's not me. I'd, that's I'd, so not you. That's so no. not me. So okay. that was the second thing. And um, third, there's a three point. There's a there's a three A and a three B. The the big three is I really liked VSO's values and their philosophy about how they approached working with people in the global south. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that oh, the expert from northern country on high comes down to depart. The Buana has arrived. The Buana has arrived, right. The Buana has arrived to impart wisdom to these savages. So it's more of that kind of imperial uh, posturing. And VSO didn't, didn't have that, that. that. It's collaborative. It's right? really collaborative. And I, I, so I really was drawn to the values. Nice. Um, and I also, in terms of doing the, the background research, really liked the fact that as a lesbian, mm-hmm. applying with my partner, um, VSO was very supportive of same-sex couples. Nice. Yeah, and so that made a big difference, and that's completely absent from a lot of the, even setting aside the Peace Corps, there are a number of um, international development organizations that are based here in the United States that, that, no, that do not, that are not affirming of same-sex couples at all. Okay, so, so that's really good news to hear that about VSO International. Yeah. Um, so, as now I came from Africa, mm-hmm. so Uganda. Oh, wow. Okay. But my uh, cousins and family are in Kenya. Huh. So, so you're an African American. Uh-huh. Was that the first time you get to Africa? Yes, that was my first time on the African continent. What did you think? <laughs> um, it was really, you know, I had. It was really. I don't want to overuse the word interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't go with a whole lot of expectations that somehow, being an African American, I would be um, seen as, oh, the lost daughter who has come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one of us, my dear. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't have that kind of romantic notion Uh at all. and, and there's nothing like going and living abroad in a foreign country, at least for me, to remind me of how American you are so American. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So there's that. I uh, one of the I'll tell you a funny story, which which I think kind of encapsulates. Perfect. I love funny stories. It, it, it kind of encapsulates what it was like for me there as a as a Black American. So there was one afternoon I went traipsing around 
with a group of women. It was a, a women's um, group that was made up primarily of HIV positive women mm -hmm. um, in uh, a village called Maseki, where I ended up doing work later. That was a, a village where Vinnie was doing a lot of work with one of the youth polytechnics that was there, and then I started working with um, a village health committee to help them actually get together some funds and look at, again, systems level work around putting how you actually put together a health clinic and what is the function of a village health committee? How do they wow. liaise with the district health um, authorities? What is their role in the community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I started doing some work with them. And one of the women who was part of this group had invited me to join her and the other women one afternoon they were visiting different households, delivering school supplies and these knitter, these uh, sweaters that they had knitted and hats and just kind of, you know, gifts, necessary gifts for the, for the children. So she said, we're going to, so we spent the whole afternoon visiting all of these families. It was really, really sweet and it was very powerful and just very powerful yet ordinary. There was nothing really, you know, very, this is just what people did in the absence of a lot of, you know, other um, resources and, and, and waiting for the state or the church or whomever to come in, people just pulled what they had, people that had access to, to some organizations, pulled their resources and they put things together and they went and delivered what they had. Um, so she said, well lastly, we, I want to stop and introduce you to my grandmother, my, my, gra my great-grandmother. And this woman, Amita, must have been at least 100. She didn't know her age. She didn't know her great-grandmother's age, and this woman didn't really know how old she was either. She was really, really spry, totally with it. Really? Yeah, totally with it. And so we get to the, the, the clearing for um, their home, and this old woman is sitting there. Now her vision, she did have some vision loss, but not immensely. So she introduces me. So Judy is the name of, of my colleague. So Judy introduces me to her, her great-grandmother, and I only knew a little bit of the local language. Um, and so I greeted her, and uh, of course you know, she knows I'm a foreigner. And she's got enough eyesight to see that I'm, I'm, I'm black. Yes. So she, hold, she takes my arm, and she holds my arm up to her arm, and then she says something in, in, in Kamba, which is the local vernacular there. She says something to her granddaughter, and Judy starts cracking up. And I'm like, what? What did she say? She's like, she doesn't understand how you can be an American and, and have her color. And I said, huh? She said, well, she, she, she's saying, how can, she says, how can you have white parents and be, be brown? Because in her mind, American was white. Americans are white. Americans are all white. Wow. And so, you know, for me, that was really one of those telling moments because... I got to then challenge the idea that as Americans we come in all colors and cultures and that white Americans don't have a monopoly on America. the term American. Yeah. Wonderful. I love that story. Yeah. So did you learn any Swahili? I learned a little bit of Swahili. I didn't mm -hmm. learn as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Vinnie learned more. Vinnie learned more. Yeah. Well, part of the issue for me, too, is working in the health sector, even though, and because I wasn't doing primarily patient care, I was doing more sort of back-end work and working with 
the management committees and the village health committees and whatnot. Um, a lot of a lot of my work was done in English. The the few times that I did help with with patient care, I had cue cards and I had you know, and a lot of the patients, especially the very very young and the very old, didn't. Some of them didn't even speak Swahili. They spoke the local vernacular, spoke Kikamba. Kids and the elders. That's wonderful that they've kept that language. Yeah, and people in their twenties. And the, the literacy rate in Kenya is, you know, I don't know, I think it maybe in the seventies or eighties. But a lot of people, even I'd say a bulk of people, had rudimentary English. So between my very very limited Swahili yes. and their English, the days that I would be there where I'd be helping out the charge nurse or helping out in the pharmacy, the, the, or not even really a pharmacy, but helping out um, in the dispensary, then I could get by. I could get by. And a, there were a number of people that actually had had um, some formal schooling in English so I could speak with them. So you yeah. go away and you spend almost, well, you said two years, almost right? Almost two years. Almost two years. And you come back to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Did you have to start all over again? Did it? What happened with your career in the meantime? Um, well, it wasn't, it wasn't really starting over. I think the, the challenge for me, and this may be, I think this may be common with other folks who have worked in the health sector, it's either do you return to exactly what you were doing before, or do you find a way to integrate some of the experiences and skills, because I learned so much when I was there, um, it, it, how do I find a way to integrate that, those experiences, and that, the, that new knowledge into what I wanted to hear. I ended up um, working at a, a county public hospital here. Okay. That also has a very, it's affiliated with um, the medical school that's here. Yes. So it's a teaching hospital. It's a teaching hospital that serves a lot of low-income and indigent patients. It serves a lot of um, international folks. So you've got a very, very diverse patient population, which is what I had been doing when I lived in Texas. But certainly in California, it's much more diverse here. Yes. And it's a different shift. In Texas, you're talking about mostly, when um, you're talking about immigrants, it's mostly Latino immigrants, but here it's mostly Asian immigrants in different Asian countries, and then you've got just so many other different groups from all over the world, so that was very, you know, I, I loved that aspect of my work. And I went back into doing programmatic work on, um, within the realm of cancer control, cancer prevention, early detection, okay. which is what I've been doing before, and then um, have shifted now into less programmatic level work and doing, um, I'm a research nurse right now, working okay. in oncology. In oncology, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm not working directly, um, you know, in a sort of global health, that's not my primary thing, but I keep my ear to the ground. All right. To the degree that I can. Go check on Peter. Go check on Peter. Okay. okay. So. I've been uh, snacking on okay. your delicious cheese, and you've Good. been chopping up chard and cooking this wonderful meal. I can't thank you enough for sharing and serving with VSO hmm. in Kenya. And it for, was a pleasure. Oh, I'm so glad you did. And 
please keep in touch and help us as we uh, grow in San Francisco. So we're starting a new office here and we'll be working from the States. And, mm -hmm. and uh, Dawn, 30% of our applications come from the U.S. 30%, so it's gone up. It's gone up. Wow. So Americans are interested in our work, uh -huh. non-denominational, <laughs> non, you know, it doesn't really focus on any country, and it's doing good work everywhere. Right, it's not uh, pray to our God, and we'll give you a bi and we'll give you a Bible, and then yeah. you get a vaccine. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for your hospitality and your service, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Mina. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Very nice.